You're listening to the Jabin Chavez Leadership Podcast, a conversation designed to help you define your organizational culture and leadership values. Jabin is a pastor, artist, and highly sought after speaker who has a long track record of growing departments, ministries, and organizations. We know that this podcast will bring value to you as a leader and to your entire team. Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. I'm so honored that you're spending a little bit of time with me and uh, leaning into uh, this resource. Um, This is episode four, so I'm praying that the first few episodes have been a blessing to you and uh, hoping they're adding value to your organization and adding value to you as a leader. I'm so excited about today's lesson, and uh, it kind of came to me as I was preparing for a new sermon series that we're starting at our church, and um, as I was preparing for that series, I got this leadership thought, so I know you're going to love that. I do want to talk to all of the senior pastors very quickly. I'm so excited about um, a senior pastor's roundtable that's coming up September 9 through 11. 2021. I really do believe it's going to be a special time. This is for senior pastors, lead pastors only, and it is a small round table for you and your spouse. And, um, I think it's going to be amazing. I think it's going to add value to your life. I think it's going to add value to your ministry and your church. And, um, we're going to have some time together where I'm going to share some things that I've learned along the way. Uh, but more importantly, it's just going to be a room of colleagues, a room of, uh, of our fraternity, a room full of senior pastors only, where we can build relationships, where we can be real, where we can ask tough questions, where we can receive prayer and encouragement. And uh, really, I believe, build some relationships that are going to uh, be with us forever. So the dates are um, September 9 through 11. And uh, you can get all this information, the website, all that kind of stuff. It'll be in the link in the bio of, uh, or the description of this podcast. Or you can go to my Instagram, at Jabin Chavez, and uh, the link will be in that bio as well. So anyway, I do hope you'll join us. And uh, I believe that's going to be awesome for every senior pastor, every lead pastor. And um, I'm pumped about it. Okay, let's jump into this new content. And I pray it's a blessing to you. I'd love for you to like, share, comment, um, rate this podcast. All of those kind of things really help us and give us some traction um, on this podcast. So if you could do that, if you haven't done that yet, that would be a major blessing. And uh, again, if this content is adding value to you, share it with friends, throw it in your Instagram story, whatever, and help us get the word out. Love y'all. Enjoy. Okay, Romans. Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, 12, verse two. I'm talking about the leader's memory, the leader's memory. Romans 12, two, very familiar passage of scripture. One of those scriptures that, that should be memorized. Um, one of those scriptures that should always be in your heart because it's so vitally important to, to what, we do and how we live, just how we live. So Paul says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You'll know God's will. Now notice this. This doesn't mean that 
God's will is, is out there ethereal somewhere and I'm trying to find it. You'll just know it. Be- because your mind has been renewed, you always know God's will. And when decisions have to be made, because you know what God, God's will feels like, when you have to make major decisions, you know that feeling. Okay, so uh, people who work at banks will tell you that they don't train you and teach you how to spot a counterfeit bill. They just know that you're touching real money all day, all day, all day, all day, all day, hours and hours, day after day after week. The moment you touch a fake bill, none of us would be able to, to do it. But for bankers, the moment they touch fake currency, they know it's fake because they know the real. So you know God's will because your mind has been transformed. You know God's will because you've been transformed by the renewing of your mind. So this isn't like, okay, you, you allow God to transform your mind and then you automatically walk in the will of God. It's not that. It's that because you're renewing your mind, when opportunities come, you know what is God and what isn't God because you, because you just know what God feels like. So then when it, you know, so this is happening a lot with us, you know, our real estate agent sends us stuff and I just go, nope, you know, no, it's not it. Boom, keep moving. Because I just know, I know what this, I know what every season has felt like when I've, when I've known the voice of God that I can now, when it's not God, I just know it so quick. I just know. Okay, so now that was a distraction. That was for free. Let me get now to my talk. So the leader's memory. So the leader's memory now. Here's the thought. I am being conformed or I am being transformed right now. Right now, this is happening in my life. Every day, I am being conformed or transformed. It's just constantly happening. I'm making the the consistent and constant decision that I'm either being conformed or transformed, and it's happening constantly. Conformed. Shaped from the outside. That's what that word means. So think about this. I'm I'm either being conformed, shaped from the outside. This could be good. This could be bad. This could be trauma. This could be momentum. This could be... This could be a great experience. This could be a terrible experience. This could be an awesome day. This could be a terrible day. But I'm being conformed. Think about it like happiness. Happiness is determined by happenings, right? So it's different than joy. So happiness, if things are good, I'm happy. Things are bad, I'm not happy. In the same way, conformed, if I choose to live conformed, it doesn't mean that everything is bad. It just means that you're at the mercy of outside forces if you're nice to me it's a good day if you're mean to me it's a bad day if all my volunteers are acting right it's a good day if all my act all my volunteers are acting out it's a bad day if if jabin preached good i'm in if jabin had a bad sunday i don't know if god's still moving here (laughs) and i only say this because i had a good sunday so you know what i mean but but it could be but who knows you know um are, are, are y'all tracking with me? So I'm either, I'm either being conformed, shaped from the outside, totally dependent on outside forces, or, here we go, transformed. 
which is the word for metamorphosis. The Greek word is metamufu, which is literally like what a caterpillar does. So we go, transform means changing form in keeping with inner reality. Paul said you're either being conformed, shaped from the outside, or you're being transformed, changing form, keeping with inner reality. So that that butterfly was always in that caterpillar, but it yeah. but it needed the right atmosphere, the right setting for that to manifest. So transformation, again, we've talked about, I've used this line so much, but I want to use it till we hate it because I want it to get in us. Transformation happens by design, not by default. I'm, 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 I have to des- design my transformation. I have to design it. I have to, I have to plan for it. So conformed, being shaped from the outside in. Not always a terrible thing, but always at the mercy of out, outside elements. Transform, changing form from the inner reality. Um, so my memories now, we're talking about a leader's memory, we're talking about leadership memory. My memories are shaping me. And every memory has the power to grow me or break me. This is big, guys. My memories are shaping me. And every memory has the power to grow me or break me. So Sunday night, last Sunday night, we went to dinner. We go out to the car. It's broken into. All our stuff's stolen. And the week before, our car got vandalized. So I'm two for two, you know, within a week. And I had to call the insurance company and make sure they knew we were pastors and not trying to score a big insurance fraud deal. It's like, it's us again. Um, you know, even little moments like that, they can shape you if you're not careful. You know what I mean? They can just, they can just get in your spirit. They can just allow, and it could be fear or it could be anger. You know, for me, it's not as much being afraid. It's like, I want to kill whoever did this, right? You know what I mean? Like you just feel that like, Maybe that was too raw, but that was too real. Um, and then, so all those, bah, 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 all that's coming, and it's all trying to conform me. Now, the good thing is, because I, I handle truth so much, I handle truth all the time. For you who are listening on the podcast, I'm moving my hands like I'm counting money. I handle truth so much that when all that stuff comes, I go, this isn't, this isn't true. Going to buy a new Mac tomorrow. Going to buy new AirPods. AirPods. Insurance is going to cover this. Going to have to pay a deductible. It's going to be really annoying, but this isn't shaping my life. I'm not allowing this to shape my life. Like you just have to like, whoever keyed up our car and broke our window, Lord, bless them and help them find a new city to live in. Amen. You know, like <laughs> help bless them and move them or save them. Amen. That's what I should say. Save them, Lord. Okay. So I'm still being transformed. But all this, all this is like trying to get in me. It's all trying to get in me. Uh, had to get a rental car. Waited an hour and a half for a rental car at, at McCarran. And I'm just standing there. And so, so you have these moments. Okay, am I going to be conformed? Why is this happening? Why is, why is this? I'm a pastor. And da, da, da. Or do I just be transformed? Like, wow, cool. I get to. Our life is such that I can just go down to the airport get a car of my choosing 
And if insurance covers it, cool. And if they don't, cool, because God has blessed us so much. And then, like, d- does that make sense? So I'm, I'm allowing my memories are growing me or breaking me. So then I have to stand in the airport and go, thank God that we can do this. Thank God that I, I can call Frank Skinder and he can tell me who to take the car to and they're taking care of the car and I have all of these connections and then uh, uh, Russ comes and picks me up and, and helps me get home from the auto shop and I get, like, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, wow, my world's so big. Wow, look how, like, I'm being conformed or transformed. My memories are shaping me or breaking me they're, they're, they're growing me or they're breaking me. They're, 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 they are shaping me, excuse me, but they're either growing me or breaking me. So all experience is creating in me muscle memory. Okay? All experience is creating in me muscle memory. So an example of muscle memory right now for me is in golf. I have no muscle memory. So I started, and of course golf had to come up. Started playing last summer, playing this summer, Every time I approach the ball at the tee box, I still don't know what's going to happen. If it goes straight, I have no idea. And if it goes right, I have no idea. If it goes left, I have no idea. Because I have no muscle memory yet. There will come a day that I will know, but, but teachers tell you you have seven different movements that happen in a, in a golf swing. And so I don't know any of them but one just close my eyes and pray you know but like there's seven different things that are happening from your hips to your to your arms to your chest to your hands falling to your where your legs go where your feet okay so there's seven different i don't have those so when you when you look at a pro golfer you know even at at 20 years old but they started at four they've got all this muscle memory um you know i like i laugh at you know like when we were at orange theory uh, when we would work out and, you know, Weston just looks like a gazelle on the, <laughs> and I'm just like, <sighs> like dying. Well, he's got all this muscle memory of, of running track and playing football. And he's got all this stuff, all these mechanics. He's like, you're not moving your feet right. I'm like, I'm trying. <laughs> it's even down to his feet, you know, trotting. And I'm like, you know, well, that's all muscle memory. Okay, so we could, we could keep on talking about how terrible of an athlete I am, but we're going to stop. Okay, but all experience is creating mind memory. It's creating muscle memory in my mind. And so I'm going to talk about this a lot in the series, but, but they talk about how as you create dominant thoughts, scientists talk, neuroscientists talk about how you create, as you start to create dominant thoughts in your life, they create what are like super highways in your mind that just become much easier to get on. So the more you do it, the more you give into it. I, I guarantee that most of us in this room woke up, turned our alarm off, and opened Instagram. Or checked our text. Or whatever, whatever we have, right? Or check our notifications. Well, what it, that's just muscle memory. I don't even, I don't do it on, I don't do it on purpose. I just turn my alarm off, I grab my phone, and just open it. That's a muscle memory. Well, people do this with drinking. They do this with drugs. They do this with porn. They do this with sex. They do this with cursing. They do this with, they just have, they have super highways now in their mind that they just know where to go. They just like know how to get there. And they, and it's so much easier to get, the more you give into it, 
the more you create the the need for it and the easier it is to go there and then you can just give into it every time it could be anger it could be you know uh cursing it could, whatever it is and it's just that thing that like boom you go there so when we're when we're talking about memories we have to be so careful because our memories again are breaking us or growing us and we're actually leading from our memory so this is where it gets relevant we're leading from our memory and it's not always our memory with the person we're talking to it's usually memory with the person we're most angry with <laughs> or most frustrated with or oh I've, I've 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 seen this attitude before i already know this well you don't you don't but you have a memory that's triggering so you go, oh, well, I know, I know this resistance. I know this is pride, or oh, they're not bought in, or they're not, or oh man, they're going to be trouble. Well, not necessarily. We just have memory now, and we're leading from memory. So this becomes a really, really, really big deal because what will happen is we will treat all like one. Instead of the opposite, treating one like all. So we, we give no one the benefit of the doubt, or we give everyone is closed off to us, or no one gets to see an open heart, or no one gets to be believed in because, because we're leading from memory. And so when we talk about not being conformed again we go back to romans 12 we i've always you know you always just think of romans 12 as like yeah man don't be like the world don't be worldly you know don't think like the world talk like the world act like the world well all that's true but don't don't just think of it that way just think of it like this all of my experience is trying to shape me all of my experience is trying to conform me all of my all of the outward is is trying to shape and mold who i am and because of that, I'm now living from a memory instead of being transformed, living from an inner reality. See the difference now? So now we're, now we're seeing the difference. So, so I could live my whole life basically just repeating a moment. Right? So you have one really tough year and that shapes the whole rest of your life and you let 12 months steal 50 years. You let one painful moment shape it. Or you let one good moment. I'll never forget winning that championship in high school, man. Those, well, it's over. <laughs> it's over. So don't let, it, so it could be good or bad, but we let one moment now shape. And now we're living from a memory. Could be good, could be bad. It doesn't matter. Either way, it's an outside force conforming instead of an inward reality that is present right here, right now, full of hope, full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit right now, that can now shape my leadership. So I'm, I'm leading as a conformed leader, I'm leading as a transformed leader. Okay. So how does this, how do we, you know, let me try to give you some practicals now on how to, how to lead from a leader's memory and how to have a, how to have a healthy 
memory. Number one, you need a history with God. You need a history with God. Only time with God creates transformation. The grind is creating the conforming. The alone time with God is creating the transforming. Okay? So if I'm not prioritizing a moment with God every day, or, you know, when I say every day, I mean consistently. I mean, we're, we're, we're creating moments in our day to worship. We're creating moments in our day to be in the Word. We're creating moments in our day to pray. If I'm not doing that, then I'm only leading from the conforming forces of memory. But if, I'm, but if I'm spending time with God, that's creating transformation in me. So now I'm leading from, this is how leaders lead with faith, with vision, with future, with, because we're not so obsessed with what happened because the Holy Spirit in us is now giving us vision for future. So we don't, we don't live in, again, good old days or bad old days. It doesn't matter. We're, we're living in, Future, that only happens with time with God. So you have to create a history with God. Without time with God, you are only capable of being conformed. Without time with God, if you erase time in the Word, if you erase time of, times of prayer, if you, if you erase times of worship, you're only capable for being conformed. You're, you're at the mercy of your memory. You're at the mercy of your memory. Instead of Acts chapter 2, the Spirit of God will come upon you. That's not a one-time experience. The Spirit of God, what does he do? He releases dreams and visions. So if I'm not spending time with the Holy Spirit, I'm living from memory. If I'm spending time with the Holy Spirit, I can leave, live from dreams and visions. Now, don't get so over-spiritual with this. Just think about how you lead your people. Are you leading like a beat dog that had one bad experience and now is living with a flinch and with a, for the rest of your life? And it could have been from a, from a shepherd or a sheep. <laughs> I don't know if a shepherd beats you or a sheep bit you. I feel like I could really easily cuss just now and all of that, especially with my lisp. But let me, whether a shepherd beat you or a sheep <laughs> bit you... <laughs> I don't know what you heard, but <laughs> we can live from that, and we live from one memory, and now, now our whole now we're always just playing defense. I'm, I'm protecting my schedule, and I'm pro- and I'm protecting the people, and I'm and I'm and we're we're just living from defense. When the spirit of God comes upon you, you get dreams and visions. Now you're leading from offense. You're leading from let's move forward. You're leading from look what God's going to do. You're leading from wow, look how amazing. And I, and I think it's one of the most taxing things for a leader is that I think leaders are trying to figure out, and I'll even speak for myself, we're trying to figure out how to keep this thing exciting. And sadly, at times, I'm trying to keep, I'm tempted to try to keep you guys excited when I can't. Only the Holy Spirit can. Isn't it amazing? Wasn't Sunday amazing? Ah! <laughs> right? Wasn't it? <laughs> Do you love the Easter packs? Huh? 
I can't make you excited about what God's doing here. Only the Holy Spirit. If you spend time with the Holy Spirit, will you have a dream and a vision in your heart to go, this is awesome. If you don't have that, if you don't have that personal time with God, you're you're always just going to live from something back there. This is big. Now, this is big for me, teaching you. And then this is big for you to, to pour out on your teams. Got to have that, that time with the Holy Spirit. Now, now that's how you create history with God. This is, this is David in 1 Samuel 16 said, I've killed the lion, I've killed the bear, past, but, but good. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine future? See it? So if it's only, yeah, man, I'll never forget killing that bear, man. That was such a great day, man. I'll never forget that lion, man. I was killing it back then, bro. It was awesome. Well, if it never leads you to a future victory, well, then you're being conformed. Transformation is, I killed the lion. I killed the bear. Look what God has done. Okay, I'm ready to go. Now I'm ready to go this way. So this is the the shift that has to happen. So that's history with God. Number two, focus on the good. Focus on the good. It's so easy to get obsessed. And we're talking about the leader's memory. It's so easy to get obsessed, focused on, stuck in the negative. The negative of what did happen. And I love this word transfixed. The word transfixed means to to cause someone to become motionless with horror. To cause someone to become motionless with horror. This is what happens when, when people, you know, they stare at a tra- tragedy and you go, why didn't you like jump in and try to help? Or why didn't you? Well, they got transfixed. They just, it, it's literally a, a place of, of such high trauma that you just, you're motionless. You cannot move. And in our setting, you cannot lead. And you're just amazed at the bad that happened. And you can't, you can't move forward. So to be transfixed can be such a scary place. And I know so many leaders who get transfixed in moments like that. Um, and I, I think some of this comes from a good place because we really, we really do love and care for people. But you have to love and care for people, pray for them, and then you got to give them to God. And, and you got to keep... Because what will happen is you'll focus on the bad. You'll focus on who left and you ignore who's here. So, you know, it's, you know, that'll happen sometimes like, you know, with Anna coming in, um, not as often, you know, she may ask about someone and go, what happened to, and it can really make you just go, yeah, what did, you know, and then you just can get stuck in it. And then I have to go, wait, 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 yeah, that did happen. Terrible. Yeah. But look at all that. And you have to keep and, you know, a lot of times um, staff members will leave a staff and then you'll see the pastor that next week like, man, our, you know, and I'm guilty of it. You know, our kids ministry's never been better, <laughs> right? You know, our youth ministry's never been more on fire now that that person left. But let me, and it can, and it can really frustrate people who leave, but leaders Part of it is, is you're just trying to show some strength. And I did this. 
You know what I mean? With kids ministry, I'm like, you know, Shan's over kids ministry. It's never been better. But so I don't ever judge leaders who do that now that I've been in their shoes because I'm like, no, you're just trying to keep yourself sane. You're just trying to, you know what I mean? And then on the flip side, you actually do, if you really think about it critically, you go, wow, it actually has never been better. So yeah, you know, maybe some worship, we lost some worship leaders, but like that would have never created the space for a Chella to step up or a Haley to step up or a JR to step up or a Jasmine. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh wait, like, no, it actually has never been better. Now we, we grieve over a loss, but we also, you have to, I'm just telling you this as a leader, you have to shift really quick and go, Okay, but I'm going to focus on the good. Who's here? What's happening? How's it going? You know what I'm saying? And so um, this, is, this, is some, this is, we're talking about leadership memory. You have to, you have to keep the focus on, on the good, on not on who has left, but who is here. And what are the amazing things God's doing? And, and look at the work and, you know, um, and you just have to keep, you have to keep it there. You have to keep it there. Number three, in order to have a healthy leadership memory, in order to be transformed, not conformed, live by principles, not moments. Now, I talked about a time with God, but even your time with God, that's a principle. In other words, there are days that I read the Bible and pray and I feel like Jesus lives in our home. And it is like, we are the most spiritual people on the planet. And there are days that I read my Bible and I pray and I don't, and it's like, but I did it because it's a principle. It's a principle. It's a principle. So we don't lead by good moments or bad moments. We lead by principle. We do not lead by good moments or bad moments. We lead by principle. And again, when we're talking about being conformed, we could, there, will, there have been times in our church, and, and honestly, we're probably in another one now, where there's such great waves of momentum that the momentum takes over and we stop living by principle because it's just working. Mm-hmm. Right? And we're, we've been in one of those. We were in one of those right before COVID. Then COVID happened. And now I think, I feel... Personally, we're back in one of those waves again where it's, I mean, whoa, it's just happening again. Well, but we don't live from that. We don't need, and we don't live for that. Like the momentum is great, man, and it is like so much easier to lead. But principles, number one, principles create momentum, but principles sustain when there is no momentum. So there's just, there's moments where it's like, it's just easy. It's just happening. It's just, and there's some moments where it's a little bit harder. It's the, it's the principle. I was telling um, Pastor Rex this, this last Friday when we were in Texas. I'm so excited for you guys to hear him. But I, I said, I said we were, it was the middle of the summer. And I started preaching about what to do in a famine. And nothing in me wanted to preach that because I'm preaching on Isaac you need to sow in famine I'm preaching on this woman with Elijah and you need to believe 
everything in me wanted to go, it's okay, we're going to make it. Jesus is coming. You know, Q told me, you know. (laughs) I just wanted to give in. Everything in me wanted to give in. And I gave in a little bit. Weston came to the house this morning to pick something up and my crud full of waters and dehydrated food and a freezer full of food. And so I was a little bit scared, but I bought a gun, you know. It was, it was rough, man. April was rough. I had to preach my way out of that, though. And I had to preach our church out of that. And you know what? A year later, no one's talking about, wow, it was that serious, Jabin. It just transformed my life. And that was what we're here today. Whether you remember the sermons or not, or whether I do or not, or whether I, I had to preach us through hell. That's principle. When everything in you is going, don't ask these people to give. Don't ask these people to keep believing God. Don't ask these people to believe for miracles. Don't tell these people they're going to be healed of COVID. Don't. Like everything in you wants to just give in to all of it. That's a moment. And I got up every, whatever, Wednesday night or whatever it was. I put a smile on my face. And I said, you keep believing. You keep sowing. You keep trusting. God's a God of miracles. I'm praying for you. And I didn't feel any of it but i knew what i believed that's principle so the principle is okay i know i know how i feel right now but i know what god told me well we're here a year later not on feelings we're here a year later on principle and it was it was the principle of we're going to be we're going to give our way out of this it was the principle of i didn't know we were going to give away 30 percent of our income last year that wasn't the but I'll tell you, I didn't feel like it. It was principle. We just kept giving. We just kept sowing. I was like, if I, if I do die and going down, you know, greedy, <laughs> like we're going we're gonna to you know, pour it out, man. We gave, it was, that's, that is principled living where there are so many reasons to tell you not to but you, li- you live from the principle. You, you love. So like I'll just give you some principles just quickly. You love people. That's a principle. I love people. I saw uh, um, a couple. She, uh, he came last week for the first time. And then he had to go to work. Uh, he, he works um, remote or whatever. He has to leave at times. Works abroad. She came this week. Easter for the first week and um brought her daughter got to talk to them and then she said you know my husband he something clicked in him last week when you were talking and he realized like oh i'm supposed to tithe like tithe like 10 percent. like i thought it was like just like you throw something in the offering on your way out and and so she goes he's super like convicted about it but also like what the heck 10 percent of my money like so we talked and she, she's been tithing, but he hasn't been. So we, we wrote each other, we're going to have lunch next week when he gets back from this trip. And he's like, I know God's telling me I need to tithe. Well, that's crazy because, you know, for three years, I've, I've received literally every offering that happens at this church. And every, every week I talk about tithing. This guy's been in our church for at least two years, you know. And something clicked. That's principle. Like you just keep showing up. 
you just keep loving people. You just, and you never, that's never the expectation. Obedience is never the expo- expectation. Like that's between them and God. I've just kept loving them. I care about them. I check up on them. I, they haven't, they hadn't been back until this week. And yet I stayed in contact with them and they kept streaming, you know, and I didn't know if they were streaming or not because I didn't, you know, but you just keep, that's it. It's just principled living. You love people. You pray daily. It's just a principle. You have moments with God, moments with God where you, where you, you're in the car and you turn on some worship and you breathe and you receive and you pray and you talk to God. You pray daily. You encourage the weary. It's a principle. We just encourage people. How are you doing? What's going on? Are you okay? How's your day? What's you just, you encourage, these are just print. We just live by principle. We bring people close. That's a principle. Again, when, when your memory says they're going to hurt you, the principle says I have to have people close to me. When the memory says they're going to bite you or strike you, <laughs> either one, whatever your memory tells you, the principle is I can't, I can't live like this. I can't live like, I can't live pushing people away. I have to bring people close. A principle is we lead from vision. We just, we future. It's called futuring. We just, we keep our eyes on the future. We keep our eyes on where we're going. Um, it's a vision. It's vision. I, I was following up with Brandon about a few things from yesterday about recordings. and Hey, we need to get this and we need to get that. It isn't, I'm not obsessed about producing music here or trying to be discovered here, or trying to, what I'm trying to do is keep our eyes on who we are as a church. So it's just, I'm always leading with, I'm always just trying to talk vision, talk future, talk where are we going, how are we getting there, what are we doing? It's a principle that we live by. So you don't feel principles. You don't feel them. You just do them. And Healthy churches, I promise you this, healthy churches um, live by principle. Unhealthy churches live by moments. And here's why, because you're at the mercy of a moment. So you're waiting for the next wave to come in. Principles create waves. Why aren't we growing like we were growing? Well, and then they just wait around for the next growth spurt. No, we create. Principles create it. Well, let's bring in some more guest speakers and see if we can. That's a moment. That's not a principle. We bring in people we're in relationship with to build the house. We never bring in a guest speaker to go, oh, maybe more people will come. And then, that's a moment. It's not how you build a healthy church. Create by, and again, if you're listening to this and you, that's what you do, that's what you do, but events are not a principle. Yeah. Events are moments. Yeah. Pastor, why aren't we doing more? That's, you're trying to create a moment. Yeah. We live by principles, week in, week out, what can be replicated, what can be duplicated, what can we do at 10 campuses, not just what we can do at one camp. How can we do this over? That's principle. And that's how we live. And then 
if, if we figure that out to the point that we really believe it and love it and thrive on it, can we throw stuff in to create moments? Of course we can. But it isn't, um, it isn't the focus, nor is it a sign of health. Moments are not a sign of health. They could be a sign of creativity. They could be a sign of excitement. They could be a sign of, of, a, of, a, of a moment of your church where there's a great wave of momentum, but they're not a sign of health. Only principles are a sign of health. And you have to live from that. Uh, principles cost less than moments, but are more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah principles don't cost what a moment costs but they require more of you <laughs> moments are immediate gratification principles are lifelong results lifelong yields moments are i want to hit it big with this crypto thing really quick or this GameStop thing really quick and then i'm going to pull out Principles is Warren Buffett pulling in billions every year on dividends, just little by little by little by little. Moments are, you're at the mercy of a moment. You're at the mercy of, if people are going to come back, we got to do something else. Principles are come, go, stay, leave. We're still going to be here doing what we do. <laughs> go, go to another church, cool. We'll still be here. And if you'd like to come back, you're welcome, you're welcome back. If you never come back, that's okay. But we're, we're, we're living by principle. Uh, moments bring more excitement, but they also put a greater strain on us emotionally and mentally. Uh, and just, you just look at Easter and you just go, oh, God, I'm tired. Well, and you know, Easter is a moment you can't escape, but it is. But I mean, there's churches who live moment to moment to moment like that. And so staff are just wired and tired and hate their life. But principles, they don't give you as much gratification. You know what I mean? They don't give you as much feedback immediately. But long-term health, it just, you kind of look back and go, whoa, where did... So and that, that happens for me with like our, our giving, you know, our giving just continues to rise and it's just like, I only talk about giving in this room like this because it's important, it just means there's buy-in. You know what I mean? Well, the, the buy-in means there's trust. The buy-in means there's safety. The buy-in means, I believe you're doing something with this money. The buy-in, does that make, the buy-in means we have high-level people coming to our church going, yeah, I can get behind this. That's principles. That's the difference. And so um, we, we always want to live from, when we're talking about a leadership memory, we live from principle. In other words, okay, I remember when I tried this before and someone burned me or someone hurt me or someone, but I know the principle is true. So I can't judge the principle by a bad experience. And I go back to the Proverbs, Ecclesiastes things. Proverbs is, is principle. I live from the book of Proverbs and every once in a while life doesn't play along and I have an Ecclesiastes moment. But I don't live in Ecclesiastes. I live in Proverbs. 
I live in love your family, love God, fear the Lord, do what you say, say what you do. I, I, live, I live in Proverbs. I live in the principles of Proverbs. And every once in a while, I get an Ecclesiastes verse of life. But I don't live there. I come back to Proverbs and I keep doing my thing. And that's how, that's how leaders create a leadership memory that takes us from just focused on the past and into the future. In Jesus' name, amen.